Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're actually not talking about what's new, but in fact, what is old. Coming to you live on location from Tuscany. This is an area of Italy that has been renowned. The images of rolling hills and hilltop towns, is well, it's real. We're here in a town called Montefalonico. This is very close to a little better known town called Montepulciano, very close to the city of Siena. The history here is incredible. Many of these towns date back to the 1200s. In fact, the place we're staying right now, many of the buildings date back to the year 1202. Imagine staying in a place that's 800 years old, where 27 generations of people have been born, grown up, married, started their own families. This region of Tuscany is known for its very rich agricultural soil. Many of the best wineries in Italy are located here, and we're actually not far from the town of Montalcino. Montalcino is famous for its wines, the Brunello di Montalcino, and they have three different levels of wine that they grow here. They have what's called the Rosso di Montalcino, which means the red wine. That particular wine is aged anywhere from three to four years in oak barrels before going to market. The Brunello di Montalcino is a named wine, and its production is very tightly controlled. It's very specific in terms of how it's produced. It has to be aged a minimum of five years, and it is 100% Sangiovese wine. This region is known for Sangiovese wine. Not far from here is the Chianti region. Chianti wines as well are also 100% Sangiovese wine. And some of the other super Tuscan wines are a mix of Sangiovese, Cabernet, and Merlot. The soil here is extremely rich. It's a very rocky soil. That's ideal for winemaking conditions because the rootstock has to dig down fairly deep in order to get access to the water, to get access to the minerals, and it's that depth that brings the richness, the quality into the wine. If you have superficial vines, then you're not going to get a very good wine at all. The houses here are mostly historic properties. Many of them are hundreds of years old. If you think about it, they were made basically out of rocks and mud. So, There's conservation authorities that determine what you're allowed to do when you own a property here. Many of the buildings, many of the old farmhouses, started out really on two levels. The lower level consists of the barn. That's where the animals would reside. And the heat from the animals would actually provide some heating to the living quarters up on the second floor. And then on top of that, they have the classic ceramic tile roofs. These are supported by usually by wood beams, and then the wood beams have ceramic, two layers of ceramic tile, a rectangular ceramic tile that provides the inner roof, and then the curved ceramic tiles that provide drainage on the very top. Houses here are fairly expensive. They're expensive because they're expensive to build. It's not unusual for a house in this area of the country to take anywhere from six to eight years to build. And you might be wondering, why would a house take that long to build? One of the things that they do here, one of the common practices, is after the foundation is laid, they wait typically two years for the foundation to settle to make sure that there's not going to be any settling of the building. Because after all, these buildings are made of stone, they're quite heavy, and they want to make sure that the substrate underneath the building is going to be solid and not shift at all over the lifespan of the building. In North America, we design buildings to last sometimes 50, 100 years, maybe maybe a little bit more. But here, buildings in Europe last literally hundreds of years. They're built to last hundreds of years. And so with that, a lot goes into the design and into the structural work so that these buildings will indeed last that long. Even for a single-family home, it's very common to erect a tower crane just to build a single home. You would never do that in North America, but they do that here. 
If you've ever dreamed of owning a piece of property in an idyllic place like Tuscany, it's relatively simple to do, but it's also complicated as well. There's a lot of deed restrictions, and when you purchase a property, there's often a deed restriction where there might be a right of first refusal for any of the neighbors to buy the property. So even after you believe you've got a firm contract for purchase, the neighbors would have a right of first refusal, and then there might be a right of second refusal for the state, for the province, or for the community to buy the property. This is also very common here. So even after you have a firm contract for purchase, you might wait as much as nine months to a year in order for those rights of first refusal, right of second refusal to expire, after which you can actually close on the property. It's a bit of a different process from what we're accustomed to in North America. Some of the building codes are quite a bit more strict than we're used to in North America, and then others are quite a bit more liberal. For example, it's not a requirement to have potable water. You can, you can drill a well, you can provide water supply, but it's mostly used for washing. If you're going to have drinkable water, you may install your own water purification plant, but it's not a requirement to have drinkable water in your well water system. Many people drink bottled water here. It's just part of the culture and part of the community. Many of the towns here were erected on hilltops. That was done for a variety of different reasons. I mean, think back to the time when Italy was not really a country. It was a series of city-states. Each individual city was its own fiefdom. This was medieval times, after all. And they built the towns on the hilltops really for security. They wanted to protect themselves against attackers. So many of these towns are fortified, and they wanted to see trouble coming from a long way away so they could be well-prepared. This is also a seismic area, and that means that there's a lot of thermal baths in the area. It's a wonderful thing to come and visit. For me, one of the most amazing things is to come here to visit and to see so much fresh fruit, fresh food just growing on the trees everywhere, whether it's olives, cherries, walnuts, figs. All of these things are right there. You can reach up, you can grab them and have a snack. And that's something that we rarely experience in North America, and it's one of the real joys of visiting this part of the country. If you haven't been to Tuscany, I really encourage you to come. It's a wonderful place to visit. It's also a wonderful place to spend a little bit of time and slow down. Things happen here much more slowly. They don't rush things because they know some things take time. That's why they don't make wine in a week. They appreciate time. They appreciate time on a different pace, on a different schedule. They even take a break for several hours for lunch every day. The store is closed. They reopen at 4 o'clock. For many who come from North America, it's strange to have the stores closed for a few hours in the middle of the day, but here it's extremely common. As you think about that, pay a visit to Tuscany. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.